0: Bibles and turn them over to John chapter number four is where we're going to be and I love how the Lord just confirms things in your hearts and you preachers will will you know understand where I'm where I'm talking about this and, and God laid a message on my heart uh, several weeks ago several messages and one which I'd already preached and then moving into this message, I wasn't sure if I was on the right track or not. And, you know, you question yourselves more than anything, and, and you began to wonder, are you on the right path? Are you sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing? And, and that is of you, and sometimes the devil likes to jump in there and throw those doubts as well, and just try to throw you off the track. And, uh, but I wholeheartedly believe this morning and what we're going to be preaching on, and it's, it's so simplistic, but I don't want you to miss What the Lord has for each one of us this morning and this morning I want to teach and preach just a little bit on the living water on that living water and uh, John chapter number four verses one through 14. I know it's a little bit of a lengthy scripture 14 verses to stand and read but I read them to myself multiple times it's only about two to three minutes so it's less than a congregational song amen uh, so we'll give you one last chance to stretch your feet if you can stand let's stand for the reading of God's word John chapter number four verses one through 14 we're going to be preaching out of a familiar passage of scripture uh, but uh, we're going to be teaching and preaching this morning on the living water verses begin, beginning in verse number one of John John chapter number four. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples. He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he, I love this verse number four, it gives his direction, and he must needs go through Samaria. And then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, which near to the partial of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there and Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey sat thus on the well. Notice 100% God but also 100% man being wearied with his journey he sat thus on the well and it was about the 6th hour in verse number 7 there cometh the woman of Samaria to draw water and Jesus saith unto her give me to drink. Verse number eight, "For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then, the, uh, then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, "How is it that thou being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am, among, which, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus said unto her. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God' And who, it, "...and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest ask of him, and he would have given thee living water." The woman saith unto him, "Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle?" Verse number thirteen. And Jesus answered and said unto her, "Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again." But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. You may be seated. We'll pray and we'll jump right into what the Lord has for us this morning. Dear heavenly father, I pray God that you would guide my thoughts now and direct my my thoughts and my words. Lord, help me to say everything that you once said this morning. I pray Lord that you would just use me as your vessel. Lord, I pray that you would help me Lord to clear my mind Lord, and make sure that you are fully in control of everything, of of this whole situation. God, I don't want to even attempt to be up here without you flowing through me and using me in a great way. God, I pray that you would move amongst our congregation. Lord, I pray that you would steal our hearts and steal our minds. And Holy Ghost, I pray that you would have the freedom and liberty this morning to move like never before from heart to heart and from chair to chair. God, work in a great way that only you can. In Jesus' precious name. We do pray, amen and amen. I began to, to think about a very familiar passage of Scripture. We know the woman at the well. We've we've heard this taught about. We've heard it preached. Uh, some of us, even from little little children all the way up through adults, and we've heard great messages within these verses of Scriptures that we just read, these 14 verses right here in John. There's so much that we can preach and teach upon and, and so many principles and so, so many things that we can bring to light, uh, but... But I can't help but notice just a few words about this living water. And then my mind began to run. My mind began to to think about this living water that Jesus is speaking about. And then I began to think about the the circumstances of this woman and her situation. And then Jesus, when he says, I must needs go through, there was a, a reasoning behind his going through Samaria there because he knew there was somebody who needed him to pass by that way and him being 100% God but 100% man was wearied along his journey knowing that he was when he was going to be weary and where he was going to be seated by that well and knew what was going to partake and come to come to pass in that situation. He was going to get to share a little bit about this living water that he possesses and he alone can give and we see this laid out for us and then I began to begin to think about this thing of water. How many water drinkers do we have out there? You love, love, love water. Bless your hearts, amen. I like water too after you dunk tea bags in it and it boils and it steeps and then you pour it into a pitcher with two cups of sugar. Let me say, come on (laughs) I said two cups of sugar. You dump the hot tea in there, and it already starts to dissolve it. And, and, and then I don't know about y'all. I don't know how you do. Do you fill up the rest with water? Because I always take that same pot that with the tea bags in there, and I refill that pot with the tea bags and get it just a little bit more that extra tea flavor in that. So I'm getting my water intake. Amen. It's just it's just flavored. Amen. How many sweet tea drinkers? Yes. Come on. Uh, It may be at the marriage supper, I'm not sure, amen, Uh, but it'll be good, amen. Uh, But nonetheless, I began to think about this thing of water, this thing of water in itself and how vital and how necessary water is for us. And what water does for us and how it actually helps us. And, and we all know the doctors have told us time and time again, if you've been to the doctor at all, well, how many sodas do you drink? How much sweet tea? do? How much coffee do you drink? And, you know, you get the lecture every single You need to drink more water. You need to drink more water. And you don't know how prevalent that is until literally your life is hanging on this thing of water. And how water is really going to be the only thing that's going to be good for you. And uh, uh, many of you have been praying for my dad and I thank you so much for praying for him and as he had a, uh, a, a mild heart attack, uh, if you would, and then they, they were able to calm that down and get, get, the, get the levels where they needed to be. Uh, but there's really not much more that they could do at that moment in time. And the doctor's advice was, he said, do you drink sodas? Well, of course we drink sodas, amen. Uh, we drink Gatorades and sodas and, you know, sweet tea and coffee and a little bit Bit of water, amen. Uh, and it's all right, but the doctor told him that listen, you need to drink water, drop all the sodas, you need to cut out all that. And some of you teenagers just shuddered in your soul. I saw you shake a little bit when I said, drop all the sodas, no more sun drops, no more mountain dews. That was a big grunt, amen. <laughs> mm. <laughs> some of y'all have felt something on that one. It's like, you ain't my doctor. Don't tell me what to do, (laughs) amen? But as as the doctor would go through and he began to give us this list of things that would help him, that would help his heart and would help his body, I couldn't help but think, it's not only needful for my dad to be able to go through these lifestyle changes, it would benefit us as well. And, and, And that's kind of what we decided. It's like, you know, cutting back on the sodas would help us as well. Cutting back on the coffee would help us as well. And cutting back on the sweet tea would also benefit us. And drinking more water would help us, and water does a lot of things in our life. And you know, you need water to survive. You have to have water, right? So I began to think about these things that we that we can live without, but we choose not to. One of those being sodas, amen. One of those being sweet tea, and all these different things that we began to think about. My kids, I love them to death, and sometimes there there are times when it's dinner time. It's it's hey, can we get a soda? Can we? Have-? I said no, 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 no. We're drinking water today. Okay, uh, we're we're cutting that out today. Today we're drinking water, and they go oh man, come on, but I want tea, but I want so. And that's the thing. We want a lot of things in life, but we don't need a lot of things in life, amen? There are times when it's okay for us to cut some things out and, and cut some things away from us. And, and one of those being those things that are attached to us every single moment. And it's okay for us to live a little while without the cell phones, amen? It's okay for us to live a little while without the TV. It's okay for us to live a little while without all these, these things that we enjoy, these things that bring us pleasure. These are these things that bring us a little bit of joy and a little bit of happiness. And it is just for a little bit. Uh, uh, but here's the thing. One thing we cannot live without is this thing of water. This is water. We need water. Your survival guides, if you ever go on a hike, they tell you what, bring plenty of water. The last thing you want to do is be stranded somewhere without water, without some type of substance to be able to nourish your body through that water. And that water would help you and it will keep you alive. All right. So we began, I began to think about this thing of water, this, this, the, the idea of the living water that Jesus offers. And we'll jump into that here in just a moment. But the truth is we can live without numerous things in our life. Do we want to? Not necessarily. Amen. The comforts and the convenience that we have, but we can cut some things out. But one thing we cannot cut out is that thing of water. And we need that to survive every single day. How many people work outside? You work outside, you, you labor, you labor, and you know, you, need that water intake, right? Because your body begins to sweat. And the moment you're working and you're not sweating, but you're still laboring just as hard, understand that you are past dehydration point. Okay. You're not being able to sweat no water out. You need to bring some water in. And, and, and here's the thing. We need that water to survive. And and scientists will, will go on and tell you, and your doctors will tell you that you need X amount of water per day. And that depends on your body type. Amen. It takes a lot of fuel to run a big machine. Amen. Uh, some of you, not so much. Able glass of water will do you. Amen. Love you, brothers. He said, I'll play for the choir and I'll get you back, amen. <laughs> but, but we all need that thing of water. It's, we can laugh a little bit in church, amen. It's all right, amen. Uh, but we need this thing of water. And well before scientists figured out what it needs to sustain life, water, energy or light, and nutrition or food, God had already figured all this out. And it's all laid out for us right here in scripture. Uh, We began to think about this thing of life and the necessity and the the things that are needed to sustain life. And we see that Jesus is the bread of life in John chapter number six and verse 35. And Jesus saith unto unto them, I am the bread of life and he that cometh to me shall never hunger and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Through Jesus, we can have a well of water springing up in us. And we just read that in John four verses 13 and 14, Jesus answered and said, said unto her, whosoever drinketh of this water shall shall water shall thirst again, speaking of the physical well there, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up, catch these next two words, into everlasting life. And Jesus is also that light of the world. And John chapter number eight and verse number 12, then spake Jesus again unto them saying, I am the light of the world, he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. We see through Jesus Christ. He is the bread of life. He gives us the water of life and he is the light of life. He is all that we need this morning, church. He is literally the concept of what scientists say of the things that we need; these elements that we need to sustain life. And for you and I, listen; to it, these are these elements that we need through Jesus Christ to sustain eternal life or everlasting life. We see that laid out for us once again. Then John six and John six thirty five. I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. He is the he gives us that water that's springing up into us ever everlasting life. And then he is the light of life. We see that all we need is found within Jesus Christ and what he has to offer. We see all these things laid out and we need to understand that when this lady comes and when Jesus must needs go through Samaria and he sits upon this well, he knows the very needs that this lady needs. He understands what she is going through. He knows what she is going through. He knows exactly the circumstances that she is going through and and he understands those things and he is there to provide for her a way out of that well that she is constantly drawing from every single day. We need to understand that this lady had a need that she may have been unaware of. And we all have that same need too, to take a drink of this living water that Jesus offers right here in John that we just read about. And we know that water is a requirement that sustains life, but water is also purifying it. It's cleansing, it's refreshing, and all through, uh, and, and all through the living Son of God, through Jesus Christ, it is available to us all. How many of you are thankful that you can go to your sink, your kitchen sink, and turn your water on? Yes. I think sometimes we take that for granted too often, not that we that we can flip a light switch on and there's power and we can turn the AC on and there's cool air coming out or when the winter time comes, we can turn the heat on and it's there. I think a lot of times we take it for granted, but even this thing of just running water, this thing that we can turn the tap on and there's water on tap. How many of you love a good shower after a long, hot day of work? Amen. There's nothing like going home and washing the work away. Amen. Somebody say, hang on, I got to get the work off me first before I can continue my day, especially brother Rod doing yard work. Amen. If you do yard work, mow your grass, weed eat, you're covered in it. You can't wait to get that shower. This thing of water, it it is cleansing. It is purifying. It is refreshing. Nothing like a cold glass of water on a hot day. Soda will not quench you whenever you're sweating to death out in the yard working or on your job working. It may, it may taste good, but it'll leave you longing for more. You'll want to have to drink more, drink another soda, drink this and try this and drink that. But if you take a good swig of water, there's nothing like it because it refreshes you and it gives you the nourishment that your body needs. I want to take you to our first point here And like I said, I don't think we'll be long at all, but number one, this water is available. Guys, I'll let you put that on there for me. The water is available. We see that laid out for us in John chapter number four and verses 10 and 14. We're talking about this living water this morning, this living water in John chapter number four and verse number 10, very quickly here, follow along. Jesus answered and said unto her, if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest ask of him, and he would have given thee. Next, what's the next two words? Living water. Skip down to verse number fourteen. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the wa- but but whoso- first number fourteen. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him. Be in, him, be in him a well of water springing up into, what's the next two words, everlasting life. We see this water is made available. This water is available. And how many of you are thankful once again that you have water that is available? Yes. Aren't you glad that we don't have to get a pail and a bucket and go down the hill as our grandparents used to? Or, or Amen. We, we've not experienced that. I've not experienced that. And I've experienced good running water. I've experienced plumbing Hey, man goes right there, you know? No more cold trips out to, to out to the outhouse or nothing like that. We have indoor plumbing. How many of you are thankful for indoor plumbing? Amen. Amen. We'll preach on that one day. Amen. Thank the Lord for indoor plumbing. <laughs> Amen. But we were thankful for these things and we see that this water was made available. This water is available and it's available through one, the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice, notice the verbiage. Notice what he says. Jesus answered in verse number 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, who it, who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest ask of him who contains that gift. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he would have given thee living water. It is made available, and the only way that you and I can get this water is through Jesus Christ. In John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto them, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father. But by me, we need to understand some things, that this living water cannot be refabricated or duplicated. This living water can never be reduplicated. What Jesus is referring to is not a well of water that you can physically go draw from. No, this is the spiritual water that He gives through His death, through His burial, through His resurrection, and if we believe on the name of Jesus Christ and we believe the Gospels, He sends to us that Holy Ghost referring to the water, that living water, that well of water that springs up inside of us, and the only way that we can partake, and the only way that we can claim, the only way that we can get this water is just what He told the young lady here. If thou knewest the gift of God, and Jesus is the gift of God to all of us, He is that gift that was given to us and to salvation that we can believe on him and believe unto his death, burial, and resurrection unto salvation. And then we are sealed with that Holy Ghost. We get that Holy Ghost that resides inside of us. And that is that water that he gives. But understand this, it is available. It's available. I want you to understand this this morning. Jesus said unto them, I am the way. There is only one way that you're going to get this water. Listen, it is through Jesus Christ. Because of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus paid our sin debt and has made salvation available unto each one of us. In Acts chapter number 2 and verse number 38, then Peter said "Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. In First John chapter number 5 and verse number 13, these things have I written unto you that you, that you believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. This water that we're speaking of this morning is not only available unto the Samaritan woman as she made her way to that well and she was longing for another thirst, another day where she would get what she needed for that day and then guess what? She would have to come back and draw again and she would make her way back and forth, every single day, every single day, she would have to draw more water, more water, more water. I don't know about you, but I was tired in my life of drawing from the same well, coming up with the same results, and always having the longing to go back for more water, but until the day when I gave my heart and life to Jesus Christ, and I got saved, I got in me a water, a well of water that's springing up, and I don't have to go back out and draw from the well anymore. More, I'm thankful that the water is available and it's made available unto all of us. Number two, very quickly here, the water is not only available but this water is abundant. Oh yes, I, I thought about that word abundant. Uh, we use it some in our vocabulary, some in our conversation. Uh, and I looked up the definition and uh, man, it thrilled my soul. <laughs> When you take a definition of the word abundant and apply it unto the living water that Jesus is speaking of here, hang on with me, dictionary.com, I love dictionary.com, and you'll get to here in just a moment. When we get to that third point, it will bless you like never before, but we'll get there in a moment, so hang on tight, all right? Number two, the water is abundant. I began to look this word up. It says, present in great quantity, more, oh, hang on, more than adequate, Hmm. That should have been a bigger amen right there. More than adequate. Oversufficient. Get this now, well supplied, richly supplied, this thing of abundancy, this water is an abundant water. Not only is it available unto all who would come unto that water, notice this, that it is an abundant water in Titus chapter number two and verses 11 and 12. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and god. In this present world. You know the verse, John 3:16, but let me tag John 3.17 on there. John 3:16 and 17, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent His for God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world. Catch this last part, but that the world through him might be saved. Not only only is it available unto us all, but it is an abundancy there. It is oversufficient. It is richly supplied. It is available unto us, but it is an abundancy there. There is a never ending supply of the living water that Jesus is offering us even this morning. And aren't you glad there is no limit of this water? Aren't you glad there wasn't a cap? Aren't you glad there wasn't a cutoff? Aren't you glad? That Jesus said, All right, now listen, there. here's the cutoff. So many gallons, or so many thousands of gallons. That's it. Whoever drinks of the water, now listen, once we reach the cap, that's it. No more is allowed. No, my Bible tells me that all, all whoever would want to partake in this water can take it. It's available, it's abundant. Listen, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation appeared unto how many men? All men. I'm glad I fall in that all category. Amen. That's you and I this morning. Salvation is available and it is an abundancy for you and I it's still available even today not only for the woman at the well but it's available today and it's an abundancy and aren't you glad you didn't have to clean up the outside but when you got God on the inside he done all the cleaning up that needed to be done I'm gonna tell you something right there. That's one thing that, that 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 hinders a lot of people. They're worried about the outside. They're worried. They're like, well, I don't, I don't know if I can take of this water. I don't know if I can partake of the, the salvation. I don't know. I, but I'm not worthy. Hey, you're in the same category. We're all not worthy to partake of salvation. And none of us are righteous. No, not one. The Bible tells us there is no none good. The Bible tells us there is none. Listen, if it was based upon goodness, none of us would get it. But it's available, and it's an abundancy and it's available unto. Us all, and it's an abundancy. It's an oversufficient, it's always there. It's a never running out. His love is not ending. His love doesn't stop whenever your sin starts. His love is still there. His love was for you in the very beginning, from the foundations of the earth, from the foundations of this world. His love was already there for you and I. And I'm so thankful that it is available, and I'm so thankful that this water is abundant. Now, let me hang out here on this last one for just a moment. Oh, yes. I, thought about, I love alliteration. It helps, amen? It helps memory, uh, and it helps whenever you're preaching, and it helps the congregation, you know? So this, this, we go with alliteration here. It's available. It's abundant. And then I thought about this. It animates. It animates. Now, a lot of you, when you think of animate, you think of cartoons, right? Something that's animated, something that is drawn out and comes to life, right? It it brings life. It's animated, right? Some of of us people are more animated than others. And what I'm saying is you use your hands to talk a lot like me, or you use sound effects a lot like me, amen? I can't help it. but, But some of us are more animated. Some of us are more out there than others. But I want you to hang on what this living water does. This living water is a The living water is abundant, but the living water animates. Now, hang on with me, and let me give you the definition once again. Dictionary.com blowed my mind when I seen this put down. All right, you ready for this? All right, animates. Animated or animating, okay? To make lively or vigorous. To give zest or spirit to. Hang on to this. I love this definition. To give life to. To animate, and it goes on. How many of you know when you read in a dictionary, you read the word, and then it gives you that little colon, like a pause, like here's the definition, and then we're going to use it in a sentence? Well, dictionary.com uses this word animate in a sentence, and its sentence says, God animated the dust." Whoa, I read that. And I about come on. I said, like, hang on. Did I go, to, you know, like Strong's Dictionary or, you know, some KJV, di- you know, the you know, different biblical dictionaries are out there. And I got, to look, I said, dictionary.com said, what now? Hang on. Let me read that one time. When you look at the word animate, the very first one says, number one, to make alive, to give life to, and it says, it's got a little colon right there. And it says, God animated the dust. I thought hallelujah the words getting out and people don't even realize it. how God took the dust of the ground And formed adam and breathed into him the life that was there Oh, yes, we're talking about making alive and I don't know about you But I didn't I was not alive until I got a hold of this living water. I was dead I was lost and and I didn't have hope and and I was not animated if you would I was not made alive until I got a hold of this living water and that's what he is offering unto this Samaritan woman. And she is coming to the well once again to draw like she always does. And now we see this water animates. This water brings to life listen now in John chapter number 11 verses 25 through 26 Jesus saith unto her I am the resurrection and the life he that believeth in me though he were dead hello once was one of us amen yet shall he live and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die believest thou this in first Peter chapter number three and verse number 18 for Christ uh, for Christ also hath once suffered for sins for the just for uh, the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh but quickened by the spirit listen once you get a taste of this living water nothing else will ever satisfy it's just like on that hot day when you're laboring and you're working and you're toiling and you get a drink of that cold water and it hits you like never before it quenches your thirst it calms you down it cools you down and that's what this does when you get a taste of the living water and this living Water gets inside of you, and is a well of water springing up inside of you. You'll never want to go back to that well anymore that you once drawed from. You don't want to keep going back to the world, drawing from that same well, reaching forth once again. Oh no, things begin to change. Things begin to pick up. Listen, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I've become a new creature in Christ. Why? Because I once was dead, but now I'm animated. I'm alive. And it's not my life, but it's God's life. Who's given it inside of me? It's that Holy Ghost that takes up residence inside of us. I now live forever. And if you're saved, you got to put up with me forever. I'm sorry. Hey, Amen. Your mansion might be next door to mine. Hey, you got two cups of sugar over there? I'm making tea. Hey, man. I know we're having dinner. Hey, Amen. Oh, yes. David said it this way. Psalm 34, verse number eight, Old taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. In Ephesians chapter number two, verses one through five, we're talking about this thing of animated, this thing we're once dead, but now made alive through Jesus Christ and that living water that he is speaking of. Ephesians, take your Bibles, I want you to look at it. Last verse of scripture that we'll go to. I may hit a couple more, but I'll, I'll let you stay at Ephesians, amen? Ephesians chapter number two, Ephesians two, verses one through five. Ephesians chapter number two, verses one through five. And you hath he quickened. That word quickened there means made alive, animated, Amen? And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein in times past you walked according to the according to the course of this world. Listen, according to the prince and power of the air, the spirit that the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the and the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath even as others, but God, but God in verse number 4, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherein he loved us even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us together with Christ by grace ye are saved, listen to me, if you have not partaken of that living water just yet, if you are not animated just yet, just know this, it's available this morning, Jesus Christ is, is here and he's willing to save you right where you are. You don't have to worry about cleaning up the outside before you come to him. You just come to Jesus just as you are, but I'll guarantee you this one thing, you won't leave the same. If you get a taste of that living water, listen, there'll be something inside of you, and you can't help but shout. You can't help but jump for joy. You can't help but smile. Amen. You got something inside of you. When you were once dead, you're not animated. Dead people ain't animated. Dead people don't smile. Dead people can't Jump for joy. Y'all say, Brother Brandon, y'all know you can do that. Hey man. I bow, I, never mind. I'll go on. Hey Amen. Listen now, I'll pull something. We'll be all right. Now, listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We become animated when we partake of that water. We get life when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the only way that we can get life. He says, I am the way, not one of the ways, not some of the ways. The way. Definite article. You want the living water? Come to Jesus. It's abundant and it is available and it will animate you like never before. You say, Brother Brandon, there's something different about you. Absolutely. I'm animated. Amen. I got a big drink. Amen. Told you it takes a lot of fuel to run a big machine. I took a big old swaller that day, man. And I, my life has not been the same since. Amen. Any workplace I've ever been in, when we go to the rest home, there are some residents. There's that singing preacher. <laughs> I can't help it. I got a song in my heart. I got a hop in my step. Listen, I got joy and I got to share it with others. I sing on the job site. I'll sing when I'm out of bath. I'll sing in the grocery stores. Sometimes my kids jump in and we sing the dearest friend down through Sam's Club one time and I'm about to come unglued, amen. We're just hitting that chorus over and over. I got my repeats in the back. and I'm just pushing, singing along as loud as I can. Why? Because I got that light inside of me and I got that well of water inside of me and I need to share that with others, amen. Others who are walking in darkness, just like we were once walking in darkness. But somebody, but somebody came our way and shared the glorious gospel with us, and our lives were changed forever, and now it's our opportunity to go and tell others, and I can't help but do it. I got to do it, and I love to do it. Amen? Oh, yes. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherein he loved us even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us, made us alive, has animated us together with Christ by grace. Ye are saved, and we're almost done. Hey, Amen. You say, I've heard this before, preacher. <laughs> Don't you love when preachers say that? Well, I'm almost done. I promise, I'm almost done. But this is a great picture here. Look back at your text of scripture in John chapter number four. Flip back over there to John 4. I told you I wouldn't wouldn't make you flip back and forth. I apologize. This will be the last time. You can park it right here. John chapter number four. John chapter number four, beginning in verse number 13. Jesus, you know the scripture. I'll begin to read as you're turning pages. John chapter four, verse 13. Jesus answered and said unto her, whosoever drinketh of this water shall... Thirst again. Speaking of that whale. Speaking of that worldly water. Speaking of that water that she has to continually go back for for satisfaction and for substance. Okay. Listen now. Uh, and verse number ten. And if, if thou, uh, verse number thirteen. Uh, and whosoever drinketh of the water shall thirst again. Verse number fourteen begins. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water I shall give in give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Hang on with me. Pause for one second. She is still referring to the physical water. She is looking at the situation. She is looking at her circumstances as physically she's looking at the well and says, well, uh, that'll be great. Can you give me? that water uh, but how are you going to draw you have nothing you have came to this physical well empty handed but what she did not realize is that he is not talking once again about this physical water hang on with me here verse number 15 then the woman saith unto her sir give me this water that I thirst not neither come hither to draw and Jesus saith unto her go call thy husband and come hither and the woman answered and said I have no husband Jesus said unto her thou hast well said I have no husband hang on with me here for thou hast had five husbands and whom thou now hast is not thy husband in that saidest thou truly verse number 19 the woman said uh, the woman saith unto him sir i perceive that thou art a prophet our fathers worshipped in these mountains and ye say that in jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship jesus said unto her woman believe me the hour cometh when when ye shall neither in this mountain, nor yet at Jerusalem, worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. Hang on with me. But the hour cometh when, and, is, and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship. God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And the woman said unto him, I know the Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Hang on to that because he's getting ready to share with her once again. Listen, verse 26, Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. He brought unto her clarification of everything that she actually desperately needed, not wanted. She wanted a drink of water, and she wanted a drink of physical water so she didn't have to come back to the well and continue to draw. But what Jesus is offering her is a taste, is a drink of that living water that she will never thirst again. She was seeking fulfillment in all the wrong places, one relationship after another. We read this very clearly. She has sought for relationships relationship, salt for another relationship, one failed relationship after another, and the one she is currently with is not her husband. She is seeking for, 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 for fulfillment, amen, and she is looking for the joy in all the wrong places. She is trying to fill, get with me now, a God-shaped hole with humanly devices, with things that will never satisfy, with things that will always come up short. One relationship After another relationship, after another relationship, after another. Why was she continually seeking in that fashion? But now Jesus brings everything unto light unto her and says, Listen, you've been looking in all the wrong places. You've been going back to that same well that has left you thirsty time and time and time again. This world will offer you a temporary joy, a moment of happiness, if you would, but it will only last for a season and will pass away and will leave you longing. and hungering once again for more. But once you take of this living water, it will give you joy like never before, happiness like never before, and peace like you have never experienced before. Romans 15, 13, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Galatians 5, 22 and 23, but the fruit of the Spirit, Brother Terry just preached on this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. John fifteen eleven. these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. There's something about taking a drink of this living water and being filled up to the point where you can't contain it and you have to share it with others. Oh yes. Get this good neighbor. We're done. Abel, if you start making your way to the pen, that'd be great. Unless you're mad at me, brother. Amen. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never tasted this living water. You've been around church, you've been in church. You've been around preachers, you've been in tent meetings. And you have experienced, oh, you have experienced the overflow of others, but you yourself have never partaken of this living water. Today is your day. Today is another opportunity for you to put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and the finished work on the cross of Calvary. Believe and trust in him and he'll give you that living water. That living water that this world cannot refabricate. That living water that the world cannot duplicate. That living water that only Jesus Christ can give. And right now, you can come take a drink of this living water that Jesus is offering. You can come and trust him. And with that, you'll have joy like you've never had. You'll have a new song in your heart and a bounce in your step and an assurance that no matter what happens in your life, that you are his and that he is yours and you are eternally secure and on your way to a place called heaven. Today could be that day for you. I don't know the hearts of this room. Only God knows the hearts. I'm not here to judge at all whether you're saved or unsaved. It would be awesome and it would be a blessing if God would just write saved or unsaved right on our foreheads so we would know who to witness to. But he doesn't. Only God knows our hearts. And that is an intimate relationship and that is a calling out from our heart unto a holy God who loves us. And Jesus who offers this life, giving water to all who are willing to partake. You see, even in my life, I've searched in the wrong places for many years. I've searched and searched and searched and tried to fill that void in my life. And maybe you can relate to this. And you've searched many years before salvation, many years before you gave your heart and life to to Jesus Christ. And you searched for that fulfillment, maybe in a job, maybe in a relationship, maybe in material possessions. And you've searched and you've searched, but you kept coming up short. Abel, start playing. That'd be great. But every time, you keep having to go back to that same well and you're drawing once again as this Samaritan woman. Constantly having to go back to the same old well and draw the water that will only quench for a short time. Maybe this morning, you'll stop drawing from that well and come take a drink of the living water that Jesus Christ offers. On the flip side, Christians, maybe you've drank of that water, and you've tasted, oh, and you've saw that the Lord is good. And He has done miraculous things in your life over the years. But somewhere along the way, something has happened. And you've gotten away the things in which you used to love to do. Love to come to church, love to read your Bible, love to fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ, the the love to be involved in the ministries, to work for the Lord. You've tasted and saw that the Lord was good and you, you remember the day when you got saved and you were so on fire for God that there was nothing going to stop you from talking to somebody about Jesus, from handing out a gospel track from telling somebody, that hey, Jesus loves you. I don't know what you're going through, but Jesus loves you. Maybe circumstances have gotten you sidetracked. Maybe problems, maybe issues of life have gotten you sidetracked. Can I tell you that you can come back and you can come back and get maybe that refilling, if you would, that rededication. You can come back to a loving God. The prodigal son did. The prodigal son had everything in the house. He left the house. He got sidetracked with everything that the world had to offer. Maybe that's where you are. Maybe that's where you, you've lost that desire to serve. You've lost that desire. But mm, somewhere along the lines, you've gotten sidetracked. But it's okay because you can still come back. Our Bible says that if you'll come unto him, he'll still receive you. You can come right back to where you were and he will restore you he will res. I love that word restore. That I means take something that once was good and used, has felt fallen by the wayside, has rusted, has begun to decay, but then somebody takes it, cleans it up, shines it up, makes it look good again, and then puts it back in use. <laughs> Maybe that's you this morning. Less- every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm gonna have our personal workers go ahead and make your way up to the front. But if you're lost and undone in here, this morning, this morning, this, God knew you was gonna be here well before I did. God knows who was gonna be in that service this morning and who needed the message that God laid upon my heart. God knew that you needed the word of remembrance of this that maybe you've heard it preached time and time again that Jesus saves, Jesus saves. But today will be that day that you respond. You see, we're not promised another day. The Bible's very clear in the book of James, he tells us this, that our life is but a vapor. It appears for a short time, a little while, and quickly vanishes away. Young people, teenagers, Are you tired of just playing church and you're ready to taste and see what it's really all about? Young adult, adults, I think it's time that we we just check up. Don't doubt your salvation. Now, if you have a, a, a time, a date, and a place when you, you know for a shadow of a doubt, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, that you gave your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, that you called out to him for salvation, hang your hat on that. But if you're 1% doubter, this, if you have 99%, Brother Brand, I'm 99% sure I'm going to heaven, but I got that 1% that I'm not sure about. Well, let today be that day that you get that extra 1%. The Bible, my Bible tells us that we can know. We can know that we have eternal life but you won't get it apart from Jesus Christ. Is there one here this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed? And I appreciate you so much for working with me on that. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one's looking. But if there's one here that says, Brother Brandon, I've never tasted that living water. I've never tasted it. I've never trusted Jesus as my personal savior. But I'd like to I'd like to today, I would like to do that. I want somebody to be able to take a Bible and show me how I can be saved. And if if, if you're serious about that, would you raise your hand? I'm not saved, but I want to be saved. you signify that by a raised hand. If you're watching by way of live stream, there's a number across the bottom of that screen that you can call. And there are people that are waiting by the phone lines right now who have a Bible in their hand. They'd love to pray with you. They'd love to be able to talk to you. I see that little hand. Is there any others before we pray? Brother Brandon, I'm not saved, but I want to be saved. I see that little hand. I want to partake of that living water that you preached about. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would work in the remainder of this invitation time God, I pray, Lord, that you would stir the hearts of your people, Lord, if there is any. Lord, we know of some little ones who raised their hands. They're unsure of their salvation, but there may be some more who did not raise their hand, and I can understand because I've been there. Afraid, unsure, gripping the back of the chair, my heart beating out of my chest knowing that I need to raise my hand, knowing that I need to move forward, but holding on with everything. I pray, God, that you would help them to turn loose today and trust you today because we're not promised another breath. We're not promised another moment. We're not promised another service, another opportunity to be able to come unto you. God, I pray that you would have your will and your way in the remainder of the invitation. Let's all stand this morning. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed for just another moment or so. Christian, how about it? Maybe you've tasted of this living water, but you've, you've walked away. You've wandered away. The psalmist had it right. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love maybe you need to come and do business with the Lord. Just come back unto Him and He will restore you. It will bring back that joy. It will bring back that peace. It will bring back that happiness that you once experienced in your life. It's available. It's abundant. And it's here. We just have to respond to His Word. Just another moment or so. We'll sing here in just a minute. If anyone else needs to do business with the Lord, now is your time, now is your time. Don't hesitate. Let's make that move. Hey man, you can look up this way. Why don't we sing out on this chorus?